From the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Monday, October 17th, 2016. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. From designing to printing, Beantown Athletics does it all. Get a free quote for your customized apparel right now by calling 617-282-4181. That's 617-282-4181. Send them an email, beantownathletics at gmail.com or visit their website, beantownathletics.com. And oh yeah, hockey season is here, so bring your skates into Beantown Athletics for the best skate shopping you will find in New England. Welcome to the show. In studio with me today is the one and only comedian, Will Noonan. Will, what's happening? Hey, Danny. What's going on? What's up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm a little sleepy. Yeah, you are. I was, You're a little uh, late, too. I know. I'm late. <laughs> I'm 15 minutes late, <laughs> if not maybe 20 minutes late. I mean, I'm straight out of bed. Like I, I can st- I can tell. I still have wrinkles in my skin <laughs> from the sheets. <laughs> Pete, what's going on? How are you doing yeah. today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Pete has a little has a yeah, little I'm thing on go, his wrist. I'm waiting to go golfing though. Because I don't see. Yeah, I'm going see, Pete's going today. golfing. The schedule's all fucked up. I'm excited. Um, Pete almost died over the weekend. I did almost die. He cut himself. See, he's got I the did. little thing on his yeah, wrist. I, I just thought he was sad, and I didn't want to get into it. <laughs> Everybody you know? keeps asking me if it's okay. <laughs> I was like, someone took David Ortiz's retirement a little too hard. <laughs> Tears are one thing. Um, He's no, got bandages on his wrist. Yeah, Pete, tri- <laughs> Pete was making a liquid breakfast and cut himself with the blender. Or was trying to put a knife into the blender. Really? Yeah, it was a freak accident. Almost took me out, though. I know a pro- I'm lucky I'm here today. I know a pro wrestler cut his mouth on a blender. Like, trying to lick it clean. What? <laughs> like, he had just blended it. Didn't, yeah, didn't do, people do that. He was well, no, to get the I last... might be one of them. Wait, when Hulk Hogan... When they used to cut themselves, yeah, Hulk Hogan, they used to do it with the little razor, razor blades. Blade. He would keep it. They they said he would keep it under his tongue. Some people would, yeah, and some people would keep it like they'd wear, <laughs> they tape their wrist just like beat, and they'd rip it out from. But there. how do you keep a how do you keep a razor blade underneath your tongue? It's really small. I think it's like the size of. All right. A, well, what do you? What happens if you swallow it? Doesn't it I just know, cut you not, up? It's not good. No, <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like that seems like the Don't dumbest thing possible. swallow it. <laughs> so he would keep the razor blade under his tongue, and then he would just yeah. cut him, cut his forehead, and the blood would come leaking out everywhere. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the main move is to keep it in like a like a piece of tape, and you just rip it out because you'll see guys. Sometimes. No, well, they said they don't want to leave it in their wrist because that oh, you know, you cut your wrist, then it's game over. Like almost like Pete had this weekend. Yeah, I know what happened. What's the story with this? Like, what's the full story? No, it's just a freak accident. I was making a shake, J- Jimmy rigging a blender, stuck my knife in there. As I ripped it out, it literally cut my wrist. Thought I was gonna die. Wow. Thought did I was gonna squir- die. Did it squirt blood? No, it didn't. But I I Dang could you. see into my wrist. I could see my tendons and my veins. Whoa, really? Yeah. Did you take bad. a photo? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to. Yeah, that. I could. I would, that's the first yeah, thing I was thinking. I was just of. gonna say, take a photo. I don't believe this story. Um, well, <laughs> no, I do. But wouldn't it be funny? Not. It wouldn't be funny. But if like you kept trying to commit suicide and kept coming up with like healthy ways, like oh, yeah, I was making a I, shake, I, dude. Did you jump off a building, dude? I was just, I was doing this amazing like adventure race with my friends. And I was trying to rappel down the side of the building, but I fell and. And I'm not sad. It's totally just because I love fitness. <laughs> well, CrossFit 617. Um, 
they do advertise on the show, so we'll give them a shout-out, CrossFit 617. But Pete's alive. Pete's here. Will. Doing good. We didn't know what was up with you, but you made it. I made it. It's and good. So it's good that you made it. The story is, we were supposed to do this at 930, then we moved it to 10. Then we moved it back to then 930. Then we moved it back to 930. Yeah, because Pete's got to golf, you know? Yeah. And I'll, it's I'll, another day in the, as in the links. As we're getting all these, you know, I'm just like over a bong like making all these decisions yeah <laughs> so i was uh you gotta move the schedule's gotta be completely moved around yeah, i, I, gotta I move understand some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I to move some things i had to move my shake making like an hour you know like and that's a whole safety you have procedure. a coffee mug <laughs> i mean you have the it's the biggest coffee mug i've ever seen in my life it is big it says keep calm and carry on yep and you just strolling in with an open coffee mug i just i don't know that i've ever seen anyone walk around like in public <laughs> People. Which is the coffee, a coffee mug full of coffee. I know. And it's like you had, but as you came over to me, you came in the studio, like shaking my hand. It was almost pouring out. And, yeah. I, and like you just didn't care. No, I don't. I like don't, you don't care. I'm just. You're just swinging that thing around. Carefree and fancy free with this thing. <laughs> you know what? You're you're right though. People I walked just from the parking lot to the front door. And people like, have given you like, two, what the, yeah. what's wrong with this You know dude? like white haired Dorchester dudes walking little dogs. They yeah. were looking at me like, what's up with you? You queer. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, get a regular coffee and a styrofoam cup, all right? Like the rest of us. What, you think you're better than me? Will you, will you keep calm and carry on mug? Friggin' huge. Coming from Milton with your big coffee mug? <laughs> use a regular mug like the rest of us. And don't even use a mug. Styrofoam only. <laughs> Sprinkle some oxy in there and relax, buddy. <laughs> Two Splendors, two Oxys. That's how I take mine. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin gets it for me. I stay in his basement. It's cool. All right. So why, so why <laughs> the fuck are you late today? What happened? So normally uh, I'm, I pride myself on being on time. I don't mind getting up early at all. I, I will not go back to bed after this. But last night, you know, I was like, I, I got to go to bed a little earlier than I normally do. I need to relax. Uh, so I threw on some, uh, this is not a good combination. I throw on like on TV, I throw on like Dateline NBC, which is like murder. <laughs> and then on my phone, I start scrolling through some pornography. <laughs> it's free these, free these days. And, uh, I'm looking at it with the volume low, of course, you know, I don't want to broadcast. There's no one around, but I'm Irish and I don't want anyone to know I'm having fun sexually. So I keep it, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it quiet, and and then I wake up this morning at like 9:35, and my alarm was probably going off for like five minutes at like this the like a whisper. It was like, bum, 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 bum. and then I woke up and I was like, oh my god, they're there. I only live like five minutes from here, so I just is curing coffee, so I had to like okay. s- <laughs> and to like make this huge <laughs> cup of coffee. Danny's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we we get it, we get the coffee. We get it. You watch we, porno at we, night. <laughs> Yeah, we're sitting there waiting for you. Well, the five, you said five minutes, and it was kind of like, you know, it yeah. was the 15 minute, five minutes. I said five Wait. minutes as I was waiting on like the second Keurig to come. Oh, so this is your second cup. No, oh, this, no, the mug is so fucking cups. big that you need a couple Keurigs to get in there to even just. One cup is going to get me halfway through this show. Okay. So I, I needed two just to be awake and. All right, so, uh, you know, before we get into <laughs> If the I pic- knew it was golf-related, if I knew it, it was just for golf, See, I, I, didn't I would tell have been, you. I didn't I would tell have been even more late. Yeah, <laughs> I figured, right? 
I was like, oh, Pete, we got to move it to 930. Um, if you could watch porn a little bit earlier <laughs> so that Pete can go golfing, then that would all just make sense to everybody. Which is, yeah, and golf is his porn. Now, meanwhile. Know? Anything to keep this kid alive, you know, anything to keep him from cutting himself and doing weird things. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there losing money last night. Like, like it's nothing <laughs> on the NFL. And, um, I, you know, I'm just getting ready for my big interview, which is coming. Because, as you know, the biggest story of the day oh my God. is that the Red Sox general manager position is open. It's open. Because Mike Hazen, who's a friend of the show, I've had him on yeah, this show. he's been in here, right? He's been not, not in studio. He's been over the phone. Um, Busy guy. But he is going to the Arizona Diamondbacks, which opens up a spot as... You know, the Red Sox GM, and, and as you saw me tweet last night, you can follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. I tweeted that, you know, I'm going to interview for this job. Uh, it's a position that's open. And, you know, there, there's there's a large response on social media I, That's what I was going to say. So many people are rooting for you. Yeah, they want me to get it. And they're I told them, well, if I do, I'll let you know. It'll be on Twitter, believe me. They're contacting me. Like, can you just tell Danny that I'm rooting for him, mm-hmm. that I want him to? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Because yeah. ESPN reported that Frank Wren is the favorite to get this job. And I tweeted out, like, well, how's he the favorite if I haven't even fucking interviewed yet? <laughs> like, that doesn't, nobody's the favorite. And some lady tweets back to me. She's like, oh, ESPN gets everything wrong. Don't worry, you're all set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You're right. Uh, like, her name was Lynn. Lynn, you're right. You're all set. You're right on the money. Speaking of money, something I lost a lot of this weekend, Pete. I don't know if you listen to Picks Picks like you usually do every Friday in studio and you um, <laughs> yeah, I took my attention. advice. I you might attention. be out of money, too. Um, did, do you, Will, do you ever put any action, get Abs- any action going on uh, Sundays? Absolutely. Or? Uh, well, I usually bet on UFC. That's my thing. That you I bet, bet on. on UFC? Yeah, with my, uh, with my buddies. Uh, but a little bit on football sometimes, but I, don't, I, I, don't, I can't handicap it that much because I'm kind of a football idiot, but I like, I like to bet uh, – Basketball and baseball. Well, just listen to Picks Picks on Fridays and go the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that's is? the way my season's been going. <laughs> I mean, I went 1-3-1 and one again. And the only here's what I've learned in the NFL, especially when it comes to picking games. So every Friday I give five games with the spread. The last couple seasons I've had some nice seasons. This season it's like everything's all over the place. But the one thing I've learned is that the only short thing in the NFL is an New England Patriots. It's yeah. the only short thing. I took the Patriots minus nine over Cincinnati. They win 35-17. They were trailing in this game at one point. And, and, you know, I know some people I was watching the game with were panicking. I said, do do you really feel like the Patriots are going to – do you really think the Patriots are going to lose this game? I said, there is a 0% chance that the Patriots lose this game. And what happens? Dante Hightower, sack in the end zone, safety. Next thing you know, floodgates open. Patriots start throwing a Gronk. James White, touchdown, touchdown. All right, Guskowski misses an extra point. That needs to be figured out. But uh, the Patriots are now 5-1 and one in first place. Tom Brady's the quarterback again. Everything is right in the world. And it's really the only short thing in the NFL that the Patriots are not going to win they're going to cover. They're not going to just win. They're going to also cover. And that's the only team the last couple of weeks that has won for me. Yeah. And every other, everything else is just so unpredictable. But um, they got to be the most reliable team for years as, as far as like – With the goes. spread? Yeah. I think for the most part they have to they be. They have to be. They have to be. I mean, there have been some games that have ended up being close that maybe yeah. you didn't expect and screwed some people over. But 
I mean, against Cincinnati yesterday, even though it was close early on, I'm sorry. I just it's a it's a four quarter game. They're at home. There was nothing that Cincinnati was really showing me that the Patriots couldn't figure out. And and I just you, I just never felt like they were the Patriots going to lose that game yesterday. And they didn't. They went at 35-17. Uh, so no concerns there. And now they go to Pittsburgh next week, which is. You know, we looked at the schedule and thought, well, given the way the season's played out, this could be the biggest game of the season. We, we thought this going into this week, this past weekend. But now, Pittsburgh loses to Miami yesterday, and Big Ben Roethlisberger is going to have surgery on his left knee, and he's likely to miss next week's game. So, I looked at the spread. I already looked at the spread for this one. <laughs> the Patriots open now as a seven. Degenerate. <laughs> they open as a seven-point favorite on the road in Pittsburgh. With basically the number one seed in the AFC on the line, you could say. But I just just to go over my picks, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't, I will, I don't want to bore you too much with this. So I'll, I'll try no, to make it. No, please, this is a sports radio as, show as quick as possible. <laughs> do what um, you do. Sir. I'm, I'm nine nineteen and two now in the season. That's whoa. my record. Nine nineteen whoa. and two. <laughs> whoa! <laughs> what do you a, mean, whoa? I thought the studio got smaller. <laughs> yeah, <guys> selling space. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there's no microphone in that one over yeah, there. We got to sell it. Oh yeah, that's uh, made out of paper. That's weird. <laughs> um, Are you guys? Uh, that's that's some serious loss right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. So last night I get the push with Houston minus three. Uh, Houston wins by three over Indy. So I get that push on Sunday Night Football. I had Seattle minus six over Atlanta. Seattle won the game like I thought they would at home. They just didn't cover. They didn't win by six. Um, so I lose that. I had Green Bay minus four at home over the Dallas Cowboys. Green Bay loses this game at home to Dallas. And now outside of my own, you know, gambling shit that's going on, (laughs) you look at the actual NFL storyline of what's going on in Dallas. Tony Romo's on the sideline. He watches Dak Prescott, even though Prescott threw his first interception of the season yesterday at Lambeau. He watches Dak Prescott lead the Cowboys now to a 5-1 and one record, and they go into Lambeau and beat the Packers. They're supposed to go to Tony Romo? They're supposed to take Prescott out of this thing and go to Tony Romo? Yeah. No way. Tony Romo is not a winner in this league. And here's the, the funny part about it is, all these analysts and former QBs, you know, they're pussyfooting around the conversation, right? Like Troy Aikman yesterday, he's like, well, you know, like he did come out and say, eventually... I don't know how you can get away from what's going on right right now. But what he should be saying, if he wanted to be honest, is let's be serious about something, folks. Dask, Dak Prescott looks like a winner, and Tony Romo isn't. Yeah. Like, that's what it comes down to. So you, it's one thing if, if Tony Romo has won a couple Super Bowls, right? He hasn't. He hasn't even come close. And, and so it's like one of those things. And he always seems to throw the big pick in the worst yeah. time. He's one of those guys. No, he seems to get... For some reason, he gets more chances than any other QB like Tony Romo. And people seem to, like, really get, uh, like, these guys like Aikman you're talking about, they have, like, a soft spot. Like, they're like, oh, he'll come back around. And yeah, and, and I, I even heard, I think I even heard Boomer Esiason talking about it. And he said, another former quarterback. And, and he says, well, you know, everything changes week to week in the NFL. So, you know what? They could stick with Dak, Dak Prescott till it goes wrong. And, like, that's my biggest beef. I'm like, no, 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 no. When something goes wrong with Dak Prescott, here's what you need to do. 
You need to stick with him. Yeah. You know, you don't be going back to Romo. What does that do to Prescott? That doesn't do anything to help him out. If you think he's your quarterback long-term, you stick with him, even if stuff starts to go bad. But you just went into Lambeau and beat the Packers. You're 5-1. and one. You're in first place in your division. You know, a team that maybe you thought was going to surprise people and, and have a real shot was the Eagles. But now they've lost two straight games. So, you know, Washington... At four and two, okay, Washington's won four straight, but you're the Cowboys. You got to stick with Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, the the, the Packers are the, the what the best run defense I think in all of football, and Ezekiel Elliott ran for 150 yards yesterday. I mean, this Cowboys team offensively is firing on on all cylinders. They're making all the big plays in the big spots late in games on the road against the Packers team that a lot of people picked to win it all this year. So you got Aaron Rodgers looking up at the sky, going, "What the? What's going on? What's happening with our team?" Well, one thing that's happening to their team is they played a damn good Cowboys team yesterday, and the Cowboys, well, with Dak Prescott, we've seen young quarterbacks come in before and succeed and take their teams to to you know good places. And I think the Cowboys need to stick with Prescott. They cannot go back to Tony Romo. But I I pick Green Bay minus four, so I lose that game. Uh. Pittsburgh, I had a minus eight. Who would have thought they'd lose this game in Miami? I didn't. I mean, the Dolphins are terrible, but Roethlisberger got hurt. Still the QB? Yes, he is. (laughs) Roethlisberger got hurt during the game. I think he returned, but now the news is that he's going to have knee surgery. And and Pittsburgh, who knows what happens to their season without Big Ben. Though he missed some time last year, too, and they were able to just sort of stay above water long enough where it gave him a shot um, down the stretch. But, I mean, Pittsburgh was trying to battle for that number one seed. It just looks like now, well, the Patriots, I don't, you know, I, I don't see, especially like Denver. People will look at the Denver Broncos. Sorry. With, I, I know that people say, well, they didn't have a quarterback last year because Peyton Manning was no good. Peyton Manning could still do things on the center that maybe a young kid can't when the going got tough. Like, he could read a defense, he could change the play, and I know Denver went to Osweiler last year, but it's just when they went back to Peyton Manning, I still think they had an advantage in that position because of Peyton Manning's veteran experience that a lot of people in this town didn't really want to give him credit for. Mm-hmm. But I think now that he's gone, maybe can we acknowledge it? Like, Peyton Manning still brought something, an IQ level that other quarterbacks My couldn't. My dad's annoyingly a huge Peyton Manning. Is he really? Thing. Like, for no reason. Like, he likes Tom Brady. My dad's an... A different type of sports fan. He roots for like athletes individually. He loves it when a guy's going for an individual record. Like, yeah. what if a guy's on par? Like, he bought a like a Mark McGuire hat. Like when Mark McGuire was like, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing what? with a St. Louis Cardinals hat on? He was like, where's Mark McGuire? So he's gonna break the record. It's awesome. Like, <laughs> he loves like individual accolades. And uh, I can't remember what I was talking Peyton Manning? Oh, yeah, so he loves Peyton Manning. And Get I, another cup of coffee. I know. He talks Is that a, cup not big enough? It's, it's fucking, I'm almost done. Don't put it on the table, dude. The table's <laughs> bending over there. So, Do you respect he's, Wood? He's, <laughs> Jesus. I have no respect for Wood. No. He, uh, he, he uh, talks about it all the time. He still talks about it. He, when when um, Tom was – Tom, my buddy Tom was out for four games. <laughs> uh, me and Tom and G- Giselle, I call her Jizzy, we were up in uh, – <laughs> We were up in uh, Barbados talking Jizzy. about this. Jizzy was like, oh, my God, I'm going to spill some uh, pina colada on you. <laughs> uh, but he, like, he loves, he was like, maybe 
uh, maybe the Pats will bring Peyton in for a couple games. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be cool. I'll see him in a Patriots Your uniform. Your dad's one of those nuts? Yeah, he's one, uh, of, those he's one of those nuts that I crushed on Twitter. Yeah, he loves when people when, when When Garoppolo got hurt in that game against the Dolphins, there were people saying, oh, Patriots should bring in Peyton Manning. And I'm going, what are you, out of your mind? That's never going to happen. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And the Your guy, dad's one of those guys, huh? Oh, he is one of those guys. He's not a, he's, he's, not, he's a sports fan. He loves watching sports, but he does He's not, a sports nut. But he doesn't That's what like, we'll call him. He, yeah, but he doesn't like, uh, he doesn't like to follow, like, a whole team. He likes to, like, focus on individual players and follow them for the season. Okay. He's a weird guy like that, but he's also the kind of guy who will walk in. You're, you could be watching anything, any game for, like, an hour and a half. You could be... It could be soccer, football, mm. any sport in the world, and he'll walk in and watch one minute of it, and he'll be like, oh, that guy's not trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did that wrong. You know, if he, if he, if he just moved, put it in his other hand, that would have been better. You know what I mean? He like, starts critiquing pro, pro athletes like from the get-go. So that's one of my favorite things about him. Well, we might have to get him in studio. Oh, he'd be great. He'd love it. You could probably get him right now. <laughs> Let's wait. We'll wait a couple weeks. He'll jog by. We'll, we'll wait a little bit. But um, does he gamble? Um... I don't think so. No. No. Okay. That's one thing he won't do. <laughs> Other, everything else, though. He'll murder someone, but he will not gamble. <laughs> well, That's where he draws the line. Well, we didn't murder anyone, but we did gamble, and we did not do well. And you're uh, worked, one, you're three worked and one. up. Look at one, this One, three, and one. But I will say this. So on Fridays, we do picks. I get my picks. And, and by the way, this just means that I'm due to just have a couple big-time bounce-back Week. So if you did want to buy into my picks, this would be the time. Like, buy in low right now and jump on board. Because I'm about to go on a run. People ever I'm about to like... go on a run. And it's going to be started with the New England Patriots, and they're going to whoop Pittsburgh next week. <laughs> it opens at minus 7. Here we go. Let's do this. 5-0 and oh next week. Do people Lock it in. Uh, take your advice? Like, do they, sure. And they tell you, like, sure. like, when they win or lose? Oh, they, you don't tell me when they win. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so no one's ever like... Oh, takes nice a pick. photo of like a huge no. amount of food, and they're like, "Oh, Danny Vicar's picks paid for this no, dinner." No, no, they they, o- they only text you like I they lost. They te- text you their bank account when it's like <laughs> minus fifty, <laughs> and they're like, "Thanks." My buddy's doing. My buddy's like getting real into gambling, and he's like hit, losing, taking big hits on the UFC every Saturday night. Taking big hits like, on the UFC. He bets a lot of money on each fight. It's and, a, isn't it a coin flip most of the fights? I, that's what I. I mean, that's why I find it fun to gamble on because I'm like win or lose, one guy like. Let I, me guess. He, he bet on CM Punk to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I I won a lot of money. You on bet him. C- to lose, I knew he was oh, gonna lose. Obviously, mu- how much money do you got to put up to make? Money? Well, I bet with I just bet with. People. I was gonna say, yeah, that was embarrassing. I bet with wrestling fans. That was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> My friends are all like Mark wrestling fans, so I was like, I was like, oh, all these dudes think he's gonna win. So I, I almost feel like someone from the WWE needs to like step back into it. Like Brock Lesnar needs to say, you know what? I need to get back just to make sure that we get back, you know, on the good side of things. Yeah. Like, because that was embarrassing. I mean, uh, thank God for him. I did a viral, vi- I had a slightly viral video of yeah. me just making fun of CM mm-hmm. Punk, just yeah. ranting on how much I can't stand the guy. Did he? Did he see Come it? across it? I don't think so. Oh. I hope he does, though. But his fans certainly did. I got a lot of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw you tweeting about that. I got a lot of, like, it's so funny, though, because in the thing I say, like, I like John Cena. I, like, almost start with, like, by the way, like, I like John Cena, too. I like CM Punk and John Cena. So, like, all the internet comments are like, this guy likes John Cena. Like, nothing he says should be taken seriously. <laughs> Anyone who likes John Cena is a loser. And it's just, like, nonstop. I can't believe those people exist. But one guy wrote something that made me laugh so hard. Like, I still think about it to this day. He wrote, uh, 
He goes, wow, you're you're pretty uh you're pretty mad at CM Punk for trying to be an MMA fighter when you want to be Bill Burr so bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was like, that's, dude, that's good. That's, that's a, a plus. That's cutting in deep. A plus trolling. It made me like right where I was sitting. I was like, whoa, if it's that funny, I don't mind. <laughs> I was like, that's really good. All right, so moral of the story is don't bet on UFC. I think that should be it. Just keep betting on football and keep listening to Picks Picks because they're going to get better. I promise. Now, I got to say this. If you listen on Fridays to win money, you probably did win some money if you listen to Rob Gomes. <laughs> a fantasy, we have a, a fantasy football expert that comes in every Friday. That's cool. He won the million on DraftKings a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. You see him in the, the kid yes, in the commercial. Kid in the he's commercial. like biting his fingernails. <laughs> that's they, him? That's him, yes. Dude. He comes in here every Friday and he gave some great advice. Right? Pete. He sold us McCoy. It's LaShawn McCoy. Got to put went him off. in. He, he went, went off. off. Yeah, Pete was asleep. Um, <laughs> Wake up, Pete. Um, I may have been late, but you're sleeping on the job, man. <laughs> he told us to put in the wide receiver there for Chicago, Meredith. Another guy went it. off. Killed it. Um, who else? Gronk. He said put in Gronk. He was went waiting off. on Gronk's one week where he was going to go off, and he predicted this one. Um, wow. And there was one other I think he gave us that – Really went off. Is he a stressed out guy like he is on the commercial? Is he like, ah. no, he, I mean, he wins every week. It's a mellow and, dude. And if you can tell, because the guys that he told us to pick, like, those are the guys that you should have put in and you should have bought and you should have listened to and you'd have some advice and probably some free money today. Does he pick winners and losers for like teams too or just, just no, fantasy? just, just of daily fantasy Whoa. sports? Yeah. Did you ever see that movie with, um, with Matthew McConaughey and Al Pacino. Yes. What's it called? Uh, Two two for for the money. money. Great flick. (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm in it right now. You guys are like, you guys are handicapping sports. Well, just. (laughs) Then he's shaking his hand. He's putting his hand up like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We do not. It's just unpredictable this season. (laughs) Like, the only short thing's the Patriots. So maybe I should just give one game. And I'll say, I'm taking the Pats next week. Go put all your money in on the Pats. A lot of comedians do that on their podcast with like n- like real no sports knowledge. They're just like, ah, I got the Cowboys this weekend, <laughs> uh, two points, and then they like throw in like movie recommendations in between. Oh, and by the way, check out uh, Zootopia. It's real good. It's kids, adults can enjoy it too. Uh, hey, I also like hey, you know what though? Backers. That's actually a good movie. <laughs> it is. I'm being good. dead serious. It is good. Yeah, I like those. I like those yeah. animated Pixar they're, movies. They're not bad, but um, what was that? Inside Out. Picks? No. <laughs> oh, that was a really good one. Uh, it's about like the the I don't even know the emotions in your brain have like personalities, so yours would be like a bunch of angry sports uh, <laughs> like monsters like ah we didn't pick well but that's it's yeah. a great movie I'm bouncing back all right enough about my picks I'm gonna bounce back and um that's that <laughs> there's, Friday there's picks six, picks every there's, Friday <laughs> there's six bookies waiting outside the studio right now um just, angry did you I mean did you sit there and watch football on Sundays or do you um if the I usually watch just the Patriots game. You do. Uh, so you don't watch Red Zone like me? Like I'm in, no. I'm on the couch like all day. I'm like the I'm I'm more into uh, like <laughs> I'll, I'll honestly watch like preseason NBA over like Come a lot on. of football games. Preseason NBA sometimes or you'll hockey. watch preseason NBA. Uh, Forget about over anything. You'd watch it at all? I do watch a little bit of it, but I, you're right though. It's it's the worst. Preseason NBA. Yeah, it is the worst. It's like you want to see. If you think traveling is bad, I can't tell if that's season. a bad joke or. If that's... <laughs> no, I really do watch. 
I want. I love basketball, and I watch like I even watch Euro. You know, like those Euro League games they show on like no. NBA TV. No, I'm like, wow, FC Barcelona has a basketball team, and then I'm like, watch it for ten, 10 or fifteen. No, minutes. I sit on Sundays. I'm on the couch. I get red zone going. I have like I'm flipping out over stupid shit. Like Odell Beckham Jr. is running around like a dickhead. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I like that guy. Biggest dickhead you'll ever see in the NFL is Odell Beckham Jr. You, they can't keep him under control. He gets the you know one of the touchdowns. He does this ridiculous celebration where. He's going to hurt himself. Like, I mean, honestly, what did he do? The long jump or the triple long jump? He lines up. He gets in the end zone. He lines up on one side and he like sprints and he does like the long yeah. jump and lands. Like, dude, you land on your leg the wrong way. Torn ACL. Done. Like, what are you doing? And then he scores a touchdown. Then he's like in his head. He's like, oh, this is the game winner. All right. It was a great touchdown. There's still time left on the clock. I think there was like over a minute left. And it's a four-point game. Yeah, it's a it's a touchdown. They have to get a touchdown. Yeah. Maybe you could say, well, he believes in his defense, but he wasn't thinking that. He was thinking, I'm going to celebrate. He rips off his helmet. I think he was yelling at an official as he's running up the sideline. He throws his helmet. He goes over to the net that he tried to knock over a couple I weeks know. ago. This is an overplayed thing that he's doing, and he proposes to the net. Yeah. It's like, dude, get the touchdown, have the big game, but stop being such a fucking dickhead. Odell Beckham <laughs> Jr. is the biggest dickhead in the NFL, and I it's the, I don't say this because it's the Giants and they beat us in two Super Bowls and I'm bitter. I do this because he could be playing for the Patriots and he'd do something like that and I'd call him the biggest dickhead in the NFL. I would. He could be playing for the Patriots and I'd be calling him that. He's the one who uh, got in trouble with Amy Schumer and Lena Dunham too. Do you remember? Did you hear about that? What? Lena Dunham, you know that chick from Girls? Yeah, yeah. She was at, did you hear a story? Did I? Did we? With I don't Odell know. Beckham Jr.? No, I don't she think was, so. They were all at like some, the Metropolitan Gala. And oh, like, and he wasn't talking to her and, or something? She, 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 yes, like, I did. I did he didn't even story. recognize Yeah, he didn't recognize like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. not a surprise that like a, a New York giant wouldn't recognize like an obscure hipster actress from an HBO television show about women. <laughs> he wasn't going to be like, girls is my favorite show. Me and the boys watch it, and we're like, man, it's hard to live in Brooklyn and be a young woman. <laughs> so he didn't recognize her, and then they, they wrote, like, a, a whole thing basically making him seem like such a jerk for not, like, thinking they were hot chicks. And then uh, he got a little bit of heat, but he never apologized, which I appreciated. But I get I get upset with the with the celebrations. I like a good celebration, but he's just like being a dickhead. Like, I there's there's no need for what I don't. Like I mean, he's running up the sideline, yelling at the ref, yelling at the other team. It's like, dude, you just flipped out last week, and, and nobody, you know, nobody really knows why. I just so, want the like, head in the game. I don't want you thinking about your celebration as you're running. No, or it's playing but or... honestly, it's one thing to have a celebration. Like you, they what did they ban the? Uh, they banned what celebration was it? The bow and arrow. You can't really? do the bow and arrow in the NFL. Anymore. In Why? the end when you score. Too uh, violent? I guess so. Too, Too much violent. Like a gun? Yeah. I guess. Jeez. And and so Brandon Cooks, who had a monster game. If you had Breeze and Cooks in, in mm-hmm. your daily fantasy yesterday, you you probably won some serious dough. Um he pulled the bow and arrow out, he scores, and he didn't shoot it off. He didn't. He just uh, pulled it out the back and uh, he didn't shoot it. I like that. Um but I like a good celebration. Uh, but there's a good uh, celebration and then there's what Odell Beckham Jr. was doing yesterday, which is running around like a dickhead. No, I can't so. stand that. I don't. I don't like anything that looks like it took planning, and I don't want to. Even when you played like little league or played sports growing up, like you'd see that one kid who was always like diving for balls he didn't have to dive for, <laughs> or like his helmet would come off every time he ran the bases. You're like, I get it, dude. You like to put on a little bit of a show, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, just play the game. I guess when you're good enough, if you're really, really good, you can kind of do that stuff. But like, I what was it uh, Ocho Cinco who signed 
signed a football, and that was always my favorite one. Too. I mean, he put on the Hall of Fame jacket that one game. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of stuff is great, but yeah, I mean props. I can understand if you don't want props. You know, but there's... celebrations are celebrations. But there's there's celebrations again, and then there's what Odell Beckham Jr. was doing. What would you What would your celebration be if you were like a wide receiver and you caught one? Um, my celebration if I was a wide receiver, I'd go with the spike and just yeah, that's like it. just a little like a yeah. Dan- Danny Woodhead type just of like sp- no, but like I <laughs> like Brady's celebrations are the best. He walks and he'll spike it and he'll go nuts. Yeah, right? like that's good. Gronk has a nice yeah. Gronk's got the Gronk spike. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm all about I'm the biggest celebration guy in the world. I mean, not to get racial, world. but let's say it. There's like a white celebration and sort of a black celebration too. Like white guys tend to go sort of like just a spike, just <laughs> kind of a fist bump. Like that's that's where we run out of options. And the black dudes seem to be able to do a lot more like with their celebrations. Is there any white player who's like known for having great celebrations? Um I don't know. I don't think there's a single one. Is there? Even Brady's, like, they end up as gifts, like, where he's, <laughs> he's just, he ends up looking like, yes, you know what I mean? But, like, you get, like, even dudes who aren't even that good, like, they don't even get that many touchdowns, so they get the best celebrations. Yeah, I'm a big celebration guy. You can feel that. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, if you, as long as you give me one, like, I hate when they don't celebrate. Yeah. But, but, you know. You know what my favorite one is? The good old-fashioned. Go to the crowd, hang over the side, and let the crowd like pat yeah. you on the uh, back. The Lambo leap, Lambo leap yeah. is one of the best. Yeah. That is one that's of the, the best. That's good until you get some nut one day that's just gonna do Stab something you. crazy. Right? Yeah, I know. That's what I'd be thinking. <laughs> oh, a violent turn. Whoa, hey, no, hey, that's hey, what hey. I'd be thinking. I'd be like, "Where's Monica Seles' biggest fan out here stabbing me in the neck?" Because they do that in Europe. Uh, I watch a lot of. That. <laughs> Remember Monica Seles? Ah, ah. I was. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, pick all these clowns and shit. You're fucking. You're on edge over there. <laughs> you know, people keep asking me when I get to gigs, like, "Do you see any clowns on the way here?" Dude, what's up with the clowns? I don't believe. I don't know. I think it's a couple, um, you know, just a couple of idiots doing it. But I've not, I haven't seen a single one. But people keep asking me. I haven't seen any around here. I travel all over the but place. I, I, I said it on the show the other day. Like, if you dress up as a clown on Halloween. You deserve to get jumped. My nephew. Like, you should get beat up. Your nephew got like, beat up? He well, no, dresses as a clown? He deserves like to get beat up. He's like no, Oh, he's six? No, no. no. <laughs> he's, he's eight. He's eight. Oh, he's a midget. <laughs> <Yeah>. Get him. <laughs> no, he's like eight years old, and I went over. He's changed and his he costume. And he loves clowns? No, like, he, he had, like, What eight-year-old kid loves clowns? I don't know, but, like, a few, like, maybe a month or two ago, he had, like, I went over him just to, like, he was like, check out my Halloween costume, and it was, like, a scary monster clown costume and i was like oh that's pretty scary or whatever cool costume kit and then like i was like it's gonna be fun and then like all this stuff happened my sister was like i think we got to get him another costume like he can't it's like too scary now (laughs) and it's just your average scary kind of i think he must have just saw it and picked it out in the store yeah but that's see that's different i'm talking about like you're going out downtown and everybody's dressed up I'm not talking about trick or treating. Like uh, yeah. kids with their parents, like there's gonna be little kids dresses. That's one thing. But there's I'm, this I'm whole thing where people are stand. They're just standing. Yeah, well, I, well, in this day and age, you, you gotta clarify what you say now. So it's like when I said the other day, an attack on all clowns. I obviously don't mean little kids with their parents <laughs> who are trick or treating at six o'clock. I know, but it's... but there are some nuts that would think that I meant that. Yeah, now it, that you say it, and it's not. It's I'm thinking my, in my head. It's like you go out in town or you go to a party. If someone shows up, like, walking in by himself dressed as a clown, it's like, all right, let's get him. Is it you know going to be that? Like, honestly. 
I don't know though. It's an easy. It's I mean, it's an easy scary costume. Don't dress. You don't dress up like a clown based on what's going on. I think it's. I think it's stupid. I think it's a. Uh, yeah. It's the only thing. It's like a little distraction from the election. I think that's why it caught so much I, uh, heat. People were like, "Ah, oh, man." I'm who do you got? Who do I got? Who in do this? you got? Uh, I can't. I don't know. I don't get pulled. I don't. I don't like to endorse a candidate, but I think, knowing that I'm a comedian from Massachusetts, you can probably figure out who I'm voting for. <laughs> I'm gonna vote for the the woman, probably. <laughs> I, I, honestly, you ask that question, and I go, I have no fucking. Oh, idea. really? I figured like, it's. Kind of like, you know, Democratic state. We always vote Democrat here. I mean, not everyone you does. You guys Trump guys? I'm, I'm going to not. I'm gonna no comment all the way home on this. Oh, so you baited me into yes. revealing and you're not going to say? I'm, 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 I've never I'm, said anywhere who I'm voting for. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're all doing it now. My old friend Danny has got his feet up well, on we, the thing. We know you're a Hillary, big Hillary guy. I'm not a big Hillary guy. I'm not a big anything guy. But I'm just, I'm afraid of, uh, I'm afraid of, you know. Like labor camps and stuff, so I'm voting against Trump. But uh, there it is. You know, this is Will Will Noonan. Here's my endorses. thing. WillNoonan.com. Danny's like, um, Will, who are you voting for? <laughs> um, I don't know, Danny. I don't like to say, man, I guess Hillary. Who are you voting for? I don't. T- I don't talk about that sort of thing. <laughs> no, here's my deal with the with the whole. I don't want to alienate shit. my audience. Like no, some no, idiot. <laughs> let, let me let me tell you this. I am absolutely shocked that we are to the point. Where Donald Trump is this deep into it, like I'm, I'm shocked that, that he's this deep into it. I really am. Yeah. I did not think it would have come to this. Since it has, it's it's getting so insane. Like you got the WikiLeaks, you got all this these accusations on Trump. I mean, you got Wiki, shit's cr- WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks, the WikiLeaks, <laughs> WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks. It got the WikiLeaks. <laughs> WikiLeaks sounds like a like a liquor store on Morrissey Boulevard. <laughs> come on down to WikiLeaks store and uh, I'll grab a couple of nips. Go sit on the grass out front, and when they're gone, come back in. No, it, but I follow along on Twitter, and it's like, all right, you can never tell the Democrats that they're wrong, and you can never tell the, the anti-Trump people that they're wrong, and oh, you yeah. can never tell the pro-Trump people that Fanatics they're wrong. It's like you never you can't win if you try to, and, and I feel like I do have some type of middle ground with, with certain issues, but it's like you're never going to tell one side or the other. No way, no That way. they're wrong. No. And that's just the most annoying thing, which has made me believe that both sides are lunatics, and I don't really want any part of this shit. I'm with you right there. now. That's kind of how I feel. I'm hundred percent with like, you. Like like everybody is acting so fucking nuts right now that I'm just sitting back, sort of enjoying the entertainment. Like I have friends who are like hardcore pro Trump. Yeah. I have friends who are you know they don't want to see Trump anywhere near the office. And the arguments that they have, I'm sitting back watching, going, none of these are making any sense. Yeah, none of it matters as far as arguments go either. I mean, it's like the guy. Uh, it's just so hard to even explain, but it's like, it's it's a bad situation. I don't like either candidate. How's yeah, that? I, that's the thing. Like, is like, that like I a? I feel that's like something it's, you could say. It's like voting. It's like working in a McDonald's, right? And like voting for who's going to be your manager that's mean to you. Like either one of them is going to suck. Politicians are like bad people. I don't really like politicians that much, so it's like I'm never excited about any of them. But uh, this one, it just seemed, and I normally never even have to talk about it. But this one's been so like I don't know, like it's just been so big and so crazy and chaotic that you gotta talk about it everywhere you go. I even I did some tweets on it. Like I I never tweet. You do any stand up on it? No. You I stay away. I from stay it. away from it. It's first of all, it's it's not like something I even 
like think about that much in my like life. So I don't like I'm not sitting around like thinking about jokes about it. But well, you just told everyone who you're voting for. I so know. Now you I got, feel you like kind of have to. But you know, that's like kind of a recent. I mean, I wasn't like considering. I was it's gonna, early in the morning, by the way. You I haven't know. really thought about it. You haven't really woke up. Yet. I was gonna vote for Gary Johnson until he started forgetting everything. <laughs> he was like, they were like, do you know where Iraq is? He was like, well, I think it's somewhere over there. You know, <laughs> that direction. <laughs> Like and he, so I was like, "Geez, what do I do now?" I just vote for who. I'll be honest. Whoever's most likely gonna legalize weed, I vote for. That's like my, you know, everyone has like their one issue. Like some people are like death penalty. I cannot vote for someone who's pro. Like my thing is like, who is gonna make it so I can walk into a store and buy weed? Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. You know. Are you gonna get that soon? Oh yeah, I think I can get it now. I'm pretty close to being uh, yeah eligible. For one of those cards that makes it, you know, I have a lot of medical conditions. <laughs> you gotta say it like that, not pronounce. I got medical conditions, um, sleep apnea, fibromyalgia. <laughs> All right, um, tinnitus. Uh, <laughs> well, before you get to go in to walk into a store yeah. and pick it up that easily, let's do it by myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> make my own store. Why don't we discuss an even more important issue and something that you should be voting for um, and a side that you should take. Which is the new GM position. Which is the new GM position for the Boston Red Sox. Now, I want before I get into this, Pete has to go golfing. I know. And since you showed up late, I know. I'm sitting here during the show now, live, <laughs> on this Monday morning, wondering to myself, is Pete getting upset? Does he have to take off? I know. Pete, what's going on? No, Give I'm us good. a live I'm update. Good. We're you good? good? Yeah. What time are you teeing off? 11. You teeing off 10. at 11? Yeah, but we're right down the street at Granite Links. Oh, Granite Links? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dude, that's right. If you had told Will that, he would have just been showing up now. <laughs> I would have showed up on the first tee like, hey, what's up, boys? <laughs> I go running through there. Um, you see me running. Hey, babe. Hey, you know what I want to try to do while we have you? Yeah. Is that, so I've been doing this Facebook video thing. And it's kind of, it's been pretty good. Like, you get a lot of views. Have you done the Facebook Live video? You were the one who told me about it. I've only done a couple, but it's because of you. you All told right, me so what I'm going to do right now is I have it up and loaded, and I'm going to go live. All right. You want to give it to me, and I can record no, you? No, I don't. I want right. to do, do it myself. All right, I'll just sit here and do nothing <laughs> yeah, again. I'm going to yeah, do it poor, myself. Poor guy. So for the people that don't know, we have uh, just tuning in on Facebook. Comedian Will Noonan is in studio. See, now i gotta, I got to deal with the lighting because the lighting's not working. Will, say what's up to the Lighting's people. Lighting's great over what's here. What's up? I'm pale, and this is light. <laughs> That's his cup of coffee. That's my huge cup it's of huge. coffee. He walked here with that it's today. almost empty. Um, there's Pete, my producer, Pete Needham. I just hit the mic with it. And Getting get, shit done. Don't break it. the microphones. Uh, and you can get the whole podcast at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, anywhere podcasts are available. But what we're, gonna, what we're about to talk about mm-hmm. is the new opening for Boston Red Sox general manager and how I've thrown my hat into the ring. Yeah, and I'm a professional actor, a trained actor, uh, you know, Shakespeare, like classically trained. So I figured, I, you know, we could do like a role play where like maybe I could help you prepare for your your interview. Yeah, you know and I am. I mean? I'm getting an interview. Are you for ner- the, I mean, you should be a little nervous for the GM position. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh this right here, the mock. No, 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 just the real interview. You know, so this will help you. This will help you be less nervous because we'll get a little. Yeah, I mean, practice. I feel like me and you know Dave Dombrowski will be 
we'd work well together. Anyways, yeah. Mr. Dombrowski. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Dombrowski. <laughs> we would work well together. You think so? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, we'll we'll see about that. All right. So um, <laughs> so we decided to do a a, a mock interview. Yeah. You're gonna be Mr. Dombrowski, That's right. and I'm gonna be myself walking in. To yeah. get the GM position. But, but, you know, again, this idea that they already have someone picked out before I even have fucking interviewed for the thing is a little ridiculous. So Maybe that's your first test, Mr. Picard. You know, What's we that? Like, well, we put out the word that someone else has a position and see how you react to that if you handle it with too much, uh, you know, well, aggression. Well, like, I feel like I'm the best for the job. What happens when it's uh, 3 a.m. and a uh, young ball player from Cuba is stuck in the middle of the ocean? We need to figure out something. Are you going to freak out or are you going to handle it calmly like Theo used to do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, 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 th- I think I no longer want this position. How about that? How about that? I no longer want this position. What do you feel about the New York Yankees? All right, let's start. Let's, let's start it. Let's do it officially. Like All right. A scene, okay? Let's do it. All right, let me take my hat off. I mean, I'm walking in like this, though. I just want to let you know. Like, I'm like the a... GM. I'm walking in like this. You're, all right, so let's... I'm uh, the Red Sox GM. Like, I'm, you know... Let's start it off like, knock on the door, all right? And I'll let you in. So knock on the door like... <clears throat> Hello? This is Dave Dombrowski. Hey, Mr. <laughs> Dombrowski, how you doing? Oh, Danny Picard, nice to see hey, you. There you go. Thanks for coming in. Sorry for making you wait. You know, we got a lot of people coming in for this position, and uh, it's obviously a coveted position here in Boston, general manager mm-hmm. of the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. It's quite a legacy we have here. It's an mm-hmm. old organization, and, you know, we just want the best thing for the future. We want to bring as many rings to this great city of Boston as we can. So, Danny, what do you have to offer the Boston Red Sox? Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, I should let you know that this has been my team for a long time. Fenway Park is my my second home, you could call it. You might even call it my first home. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's impressive, right? Well, first of all, if you— I've slept at Fenway Park was, more than I have if you've been in my own bed. you've been living at Fenway Park, that's, that's way against the regulations. Well, <laughs> I— don't have that, but I appreciate— It shows my dedication it to the team. It shows the sentiment, yeah. And to I've, the team. Someone's got to eat um, that popcorn. Now, to, to, to be serious here, you know— I feel like I'm the best person for this position mm. as Red Sox GM because I'm the most qualified when it comes to the best ideas and thinking outside the box, but also being as logical as one could be about what the team needs. I know what the team needs, okay? I've watched this team. I know what they need to get back to the ALCS, to get back to the World Series, and to actually win another championship. I can be the guy that not just knows what they need, but can go out, make the calls, and make shit happen. All right, Danny. Uh, Excuse my language, but I'm fired up. This is my job, and I am going to lock myself in this room, Mr. Nabrowski, (laughs) until I get it. Well, I don't like swearing, and I don't like threats, but I do like you, Mr. Picard. And let me tell you, (laughs) I like everything you're saying. So if I... If I took you down to the field and gave you the keys to the Boston Red Sox, now let's let's pretend the Boston Red Sox are a car and it has keys and you could drive it, where would be the first place you would take the Red Sox? What would be the first move you would make as general manager for this great franchise? Well, as I tweeted out last night, and I hope I don't eventually get in trouble when I do get this job. I hope this isn't tampering, but I tweeted at Edwin Encarnacion, Mm. who's currently still in the playoffs with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Encarnacion's going to be a free agent. 
we're losing David Ortiz. Now, you're never going to replace David Ortiz, but you can do something to help ease the pain of losing someone like Big Poppy by bringing in someone who hit 42 home runs this season. Edwin Encarnacion can be that guy that can play DH and play first base. And I know what you're thinking. Well, he's going to want a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm here to tell you that to me, money isn't an issue. Now, well. I know it's a business, and that might concern you a little bit. But the bottom line is this. When we win championships, we make that money back and then some. Okay? Wow. So the money that we spend on someone like Encarnacion isn't really going to be an issue to anybody in the city when we're winning. Encarnacion is going to help ease the pain, but he's not going to be the biggest difference maker. What this team needs, Mr. Dombrowski, That's right. is this team needs pitching. This team needs pitching. There, and I will there get the we pitching. agree, my friend. There I will get agree. the pitching hey, for this you know, team. I don't know if you've heard anyone say this, but I don't know if David Price was worth the price. I think I made that up, but uh, <laughs> well, pretty, Mr. Dombrowski, you're the one that we call that one a Dave Dom around here. <laughs> when I come up with something, they call him they like Dombo. You just you're a stitch. Well, um, let me let me let me just jump in, Mr. Dombrowski, if I could, just no, on no, the David Price no thing, real quick. <laughs> um, I actually think that we need to give the guy another shot here to sort of find himself in this town. It's a tough town to get used to. There's a lot of pressure. We know he already feels the pressure in the postseason. It's true. Let's get back to the postseason, and let's give him another shot. I'm willing to do that. We, You spent way too much money on him to just give up on him after one season. So, Just his dog was $500 million. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, worth every penny. He's great. He uh, cheers up the whole team, but, I mean, holy yeah. smokes. Well, I mean, Taxes I'd, alone. I'd have the dog away from the clubhouse for a little bit. It, because this isn't about the dog. This is about David Price. And I want him on that mound, and I want him being a dirt dog on that mound. And mm. I think eventually we could get there. But let's get back to the playoffs. But you know how we do that? And you know how we get to the playoffs and maybe take a little pressure off David Price? We go out and make a blockbuster trade this offseason to get a stud start in pitching. Now, here's the problem. Are you going to find any team that's going to give up their top stud start in pitcher? Uh, the answer to that question is probably... Most teams, no. But here's what you do. You target a couple studs in their mid-20s, you know, close to the late 20s, aren't in their 30s yet, that had down years that you know, based on previous seasons, have dominant stuff, have postseason experience, and you can sort of, I don't want to say buy low, because in my opinion, I'm not going to be giving up you know, I, I'm not going to be giving up low-level prospects. I'm still going to be giving up top prospects. I'm telling you, Yohan Mankata is not untouchable to me. I'm telling you, if you need to package him with a couple other top prospects and maybe even throw a roster player like Jackie Bradley Jr. in the mix, we're talking. Mm. And, and, and you know what? It, at first, it might not go over well because the guys that I'm targeting didn't have great seasons last year. And so people might say, what is going on? But I'm going to give you two names. Can I give you two names Please of guys do. that I would target? Please do. One is Jordano Ventura. Wow. Kansas City Royals. Turns 26 in June. He is signed through 2021. There's a $12 million club option late in 2021. That contract is heavily backloaded. I believe he only makes like $3.5 million next season, Jordano Ventura. And it, it gets more and more expensive. Now, Jordano Ventura... Bad year last year. 4.45 ERA. Did make 32 starts. Did make 32 starts through 186 innings. Um, was 11-12 and 12 with a 4.45 ERA. The year before, a 4.08 ERA. 
The year before, 3.20 in 30 starts. Your Donald Ventura has power stuff. He can get it up to 97. He's got filthy movement on his pitches. And he's somebody that you might be able to convince Kansas City to move him, considering that he, he's been getting, he got worse the last two years. But if you watch him pitch from a scouting standpoint, I absolutely think some kid who's 26 years old, right, 25, 26, who's got filthy movement, who's got power stuff like that, who has postseason experience, has pitched in the World Series twice, I'm sorry. If they're moving him or would be willing to move him, I'm, re- I'm ready to give up a whole heck of a lot to bring him in. Mm. And I'm, that might be a risk for some people, given how bad he was last year and maybe the year before, and he's seemingly been getting worse, but he's young enough and his stuff is good enough that I'm sorry I'm, I'm going to go try to bring him to my organization. We are done bringing in 30, 31-year-old guys who are coming off the best years of their career. We're going to get kids that have all the potential in the world that are under contract, even if we have to give up a little bit too much to get him. Now, that's one name. You're Donovan wow. Ventura. Wow. I'm that's one. The other name. Say stud more. Sonny <laughs> Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is the other. If people have listened to me and listened to my show, you know I'm a big Sonny Gray fan. Okay, Sonny Gray had a bad year last year, but he's 26 years old. He turns 27 in November. Uh, He has postseason experience. He actually pitched a big postseason game against Verland a couple years ago. He had a 5.69 ERA last year, a 5-11 record. He was battling some injuries, only started 22 games. But the year before that, a 2.73 ERA in 31 starts. The year before that, a 3.08 ERA in 33 starts. Sonny Gray is as good as they come. He can. He has a fastball in the mid-90s. Uh, he's a little bulldog out on that mound. Mm. And I think that right now you have an Oakland team that is absolutely willing to, to make that type of deal where they would take a package of top prospects and maybe you know maybe you don't even need to give them a roster player. But but I do think that Sonny Gray is someone we should target. Your wow. Donovan Ventura, Sonny Gray, they're two pitchers that I would be willing to trade and give up a lot for. Where you have a lot, we have a lot more to give to give other teams than than the rest of the league does. We have so many prospects, we have so many young talented players that we could give up. Since Sonny Gray had such a bad year, since your Donovan Tura had such a bad year, I don't think you're going to get any other team in baseball that would be willing to give up a lot for them right now. Their trade value went down, I guess you could say. But here's what I know. You need to trade for what you think a guy could be instead of signing him like we did with Price for what he was. And what I need to do right now is call Kansas City or I need to call Oakland and I need to get one of those two guys and I'm willing to give up a whole heck of a lot to make it happen, to bring in another starting pitcher, to go along with Porcello, to go along with Price, so that, you know, I'm going to move Buckholz this offseason. That's going to happen. Okay? He's not coming back. He won't be happy about um, that. Eduardo Rodriguez has taken another step in his career. And that's what I'm doing. I'm, wow. I'm signing Encarnacion. I'm trading for one of these, these top pitches that I think are going to be a top pitcher again. And... That's I like your that, that's my plan. I like your passion. I like that plan. I gave you the keys to the Red Sox. You took us around. You didn't hit anything. And we came back, and it feels good. Here's a question <laughs> that I got. Uh, okay. We're in a tough spot here in the organization. Uh, we just lost our franchise player, the face of the Boston Red Sox for many years, mm-hmm. David Ortiz. Yeah. That leaves a wide-open gaping hole in the Boston Red Sox roster, mm-hmm. but also in Red Sox nation. We need a new 
a new talisman, a new icon, a new guy. Who is that player in your opinion? Um, well, first of all, we have Dustin Pedroia. You can't forget about that. I'm not. I haven't forgotten about him, but person. He's a great personality, and I love Dustin, mm -hmm. uh, Dusty, Petey. You know, I love the guy. He's the best. <laughs> but we're looking towards the future, you know. And he's he's only got so many years left. We want to put our, you know, we want to put our eggs in a basket that's going to be there for the next ten years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A young player who could maybe fill Xander Bogots. Mookie bets. Mookie. I'm giving them to you. They're already here. They're already Mr. here. Mr. Dombrowski, they're already here. Wow. What we need to do is add pitching. And I'm ready to add that pitching because I'm going to make these calls. And these guys, when people say, well, he's not going to be available, he's not going to be available, guess who's going to make them available? Me. I'm making these pitches available because I'm willing to give up more than anybody in this town wants to give up. I'm willing to do it to be able to pitch again. Okay. <laughs> How much will you give up, Mr. Picard? I'm going to give up a lot. Mankata's untouchable. All right. I go. I'm, I mean, Mankata's not untouchable. Excuse me. Um, past GMs of ours. Um, Did I clarify that? Mankata's that, yeah. not untouchable. Do you like that or do you not like that? I like that. I'm willing to trade Mankata. I, I, who, who is a player that you would also trade that you think maybe the fan base wouldn't understand the trade, but you think they're worth getting rid of? Are there any players on our team that you think maybe we could get, you know, we could trade, deal with? That uh, some people might not like. Um, I need someone who can make the I, tough the decisions. Mankata. Everybody wants to keep Mankata. What about Jackie Bradley Jr.? I if I I wouldn't off offer him in a package, but if somebody said it's gonna take him to get you one of these pitches, I'd have to consider it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is this is my last question. For okay. You. <clears throat> Theo Epstein was my favorite. You know. <laughs> He uh, was handsome, had a preppy look, which is what we really, really value here. I like you, Danny, but you are very rough around the edges. Uh, I'm getting. But I think that's what we need to. I that's what we need I, to get I, back I, to in this organization. I like it. All right, but we need to get back to that in this organization. You need a standing room, somebody who goes to games and 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 is in the standing room, <laughs> like myself, to get back and make some of these decisions. I know. I, I just know here and here at Fenway, we like khaki. Shorts, uh, we like Nantucket red, you know, and you're that's not me, you're a little bit of a three on three street hockey player, <laughs> <laughs> and that is fine. But uh, the thing I liked about Theo was he never spoke very loudly, and you, you are very loud, <laughs> but also another thing I like well, about Theo's kind of a pussy. But I like the Theo, um, first of all, grab him by. <laughs> Grab that pussy. <laughs> I just made a topical joke. Dave Dombrowski. That's a reference to uh, Donald Trump, the Republican candidate. I didn't know you were a Trump guy, Mr. Uh, Dombrowski. Well, I'm not, but I do, I do respect a man who just takes what he wants. <laughs> Doesn't take no for an answer. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the thing I want to know is uh, Theo had this great, you know, sort of a classic rock band. Would you do something like that? Would you play guitar with Peter Gammons? Um, I don't know how to play the guitar. Hot stove, cool music. And in cool fact, music. if Peter Gammons asked me a question in a press conference, I would, I, I might not even answer it. Ooh. Uh, but that's not anything against him. That's just how I feel about press conferences I don't talk in to, general. I don't talk to ghosts either. That guy looks like he's got one foot in the grave. <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry, I had, I had a little scotch before lunch. You know how we do it up here in the uh, executive offices. Um, uh, Mr. Dombrowski, I think a lot of things that you've said so far in this interview are inappropriate. Yeah, that's and true. And do not necessarily re reflect my opinions on how I think this organization should be run. Well, that's, so, that's your call. So That's why I'm the one giving out jobs, and you're the one auditioning for me. <laughs> and that's how I look at it. This is an audition because Major League Baseball, Mr. Picard, is show business, all right? Mm -hmm. And we got to make the people happy. And I've got... And you know how we make the people happy? You know how we make them happy? We get back to winning. That's and you know how we get back to winning? We get back to pitching. You mm -hmm. know how we get back to pitching? You put me in office, and I go out and get those pitches for you, and maybe I'll even throw on those khaki pants. All right. If you throw in the khaki pants, it's a deal. You're hired, Mr. Picard. All right. We're done with the Facebook video. Get the whole Scene. show. DannyPicard.com. <laughs> Scene over. That so was, That was pretty good. What did you think, Pete? I mean, can we role play like the best of them or what? Was that a good? No, you guys are good. You wing it very well. So um, I wasn't winging it. I mean, the, the funny yeah, part were, about it is were. like that's exactly what I'm gonna say. There were a couple I mean, times I don't I was think like, that Dave. Answers. I, I don't think Dave joke. Dombrowski is gonna actually say some of those things to no. me, but. But um, but I did I did get to like reference my least favorite thing about the Red Sox was the khaki shorts that they make the <laughs> the groundskeepers wear. It's like, do we have to pretend that like all these dudes just came from like working at a dock somewhere before this? They all like look like they're just like wiping a yacht down, and they're like, "Oh, let me just go pull the tarp out, <laughs> just in case it rains." That's why I gotta get in there. Yeah, get in there. That's why I gotta get in there. I can't stand. Um, but those moves, seriously, I was being dead serious. No, that's about good those stuff. I, I think the Red Sox need to go out and get aggressive with something like that. This is and Will you know Noonan. What? <laughs> that's not Dave Dombrowski. It's Will Noonan. This is Will Noonan. Anybody... I agree. As Will Noonan, I agree. Yeah. And I think pit, the pitching, you know, as you can see in the postseason this year. Sure. You got to be able to pitch. And um, I will react to all the Major League Baseball postseason stuff uh, to open up Friday's podcast. And then we'll get back to making more picks. And we'll have Rob Gomes in studio again to help other people win money. I, uh, he'll, he'll help you win money. Me, but I am due. I'm due. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I just want to say, too, I, I, I went to a lot of Sox games this year. My brother got great season tickets this year, like six rows behind mm. home plate. And I got to go to a lot of games and see uh, Big Poppy like – just he really seemed to be soaking it in all oh, yeah. all season. He was. And right I never even knew. Like he spent so much time just in the on deck circle, inter interacting with the crowd and talking to kids and, and me and my buddy went to a couple games and you could really see him like just taking it all in from like you know, not just at the end of the season, like the whole season. So super sad and uh in a way to like say goodbye to David Ortiz, but I think it's like it's kinda cool and I just want to say I love David Ortiz to all your listeners out there. Oh, I yep. did not think that we were going to end on that note. Is this the end? Is this the end? But Pete's got to go golf. Better be the end. Have we been here an hour? Have we been here more than an hour? Me. Oh, I'm sorry. It's I feel okay. bad for being late. It's by okay. The way. But but before we let you go, what, what, what's next? I will. <laughs> I didn't mean to be like. And by the way, I miss David Ortiz. He's, uh, I'm sad about it, but. We'll get somebody. WillNoonan.com. <laughs> get the podcast, hypothetically. Uh, how about the album, Mental Willness? Yeah, baby. That's the album. Get it. Tell them where you get it. Uh, iTunes. iTunes. WillNoonan.com. Anywhere music and comedy is sold digitally. You don't, you go. Don't, go to, don't go to Newberry Comics looking for it. Because then I get an email that's like, your album is out. And then I'm like, <laughs> it's never been in. Like, it's only digital. But When's the next stand-up? Oh, God. I'm doing something this weekend, but honest to God, go to my website, willnoonan.com. Willnoonan.com. I went, and your mug is just like, it's just, <laughs> your mug pops up. And I'm not talking about your coffee mug. Dude, this is, 
I know. This is a big mug, though. What the, where do you get that thing? I don't that know. thing is that's the biggest coffee mug I've ever seen. I in my stole life. this from my parents' house, but I I definitely have a couple of these that I keep just for this occasion. Like when I I make I put two cups in and I run to the radio shows in the morning because nice. I can't you can't stop at Dunkin' Donuts in the morning in Boston or else it's like it's an hour. Don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. That's for another show. Oh, That's yeah. for shows we've already done. <laughs> I've already done that rant. I'm sure I could do it again a million times. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm hey, sorry thanks for, for coming late. in. No, literally, you're right down the street. Anytime. We do the show now only Mondays and Fridays. Oh, nice. Especially during the NFL season. Those yeah. are the big days. And uh, there's some stuff happening with the show. Like, we got some, some stuff. Um, but, you know, we always have you in. We'd love to have you in more. Yeah. Whenever you want to, you know, jump on. You want right. to read? You want to give some some updates, some weekend updates, yeah. or something, something just, like that. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do we'll, something. We'll like figure that. something out. But yeah. um, yeah, no, it's always great to have you in. And Thanks, I just, I'll, I will close it out with this. I know I might have scared you away from picks, picks on Friday, <laughs> and I might have scared other people away. <laughs> However, if you pay any attention to what I do and how committed I am to bouncing back, you know that I'm going five and zero next week. <laughs> I'm going 5-0. and all. I like that. And Rob Gomes, he really does. If you listen to Friday's show, some of the players he gave you, if you use those guys, you're sitting there today having one money in, in, in your daily fantasy wow. sports yesterday. That, that, he, he picks winners. He wins money all the time. And he was actually texting me last night going, oh, this guy, you see what this guy did? I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't pump your tires. Uh... All right? Don't pump your own tires. We get it. We'll go over it on Friday. You know, you had some good picks. Here's what you do. That's Just keep funny. picking them. Just keep picking the good ones for the people that tune in that want to win some free I got to check his money. show out. It sounds interesting. <laughs> you think he'll have me uh, on? He was, in here, <laughs> he was in here before me last week, so maybe it will be his show soon. Uh, uh, but, no, this is the Danny Picard Show. You get it at dannypicard.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are available. He's Will Noonan. Go to his website, willnoonan.com. Get his podcast hypothetically and get his album mental wellness pete nice job over there <laughs> behind the glass nice job over there buddy nice job over there um Sorry, good luck I'm today like, yeah swing them easy if it's crazy. go get them you might you don't have many days left to with, golf with my lacerated wrist yeah oh you don't God, have many yeah, uh, yeah i don't know how you're doing it he's gonna be like kurt schilling out there in the golf course the bloody glove the bloody glove, <laughs> the bloody glove. <laughs> don't bring up schilling that's a whole nother oh, topic jesus yeah, that yeah is. we don't have time for that all right maybe another day though <laughs> Talk to you Friday. See you.